Hi, Robert. What was your first computer? Hi, Adam. Good morning. Um, I can't remember the type of the computer, but it was a Windows computer. And I think it was Windows 95 when I was about like 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I used it mainly for gaming uh -huh. and not for programming because I had Windows 95 with the user interface, so I never saw a terminal. Okay, so um, Windows 95, so you are pretty young. So when was it? <laughs> I think it was about um, 1998, okay. 1997. So yeah, pretty late. Yeah. So and uh, why you got it? For gaming, of course. Like uh, I, I was, I can't remember the first games, but I can remember one game for sure. It was NASCAR racing, and you had to uh, install it with 26 floppy disk, and it was really hard to to install back then. You have to do a lot of work by yourself. And then I started gaming StarCraft. Uh, uh -huh. Also, I was in a clan, and um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was cool because back then you, th there were streams in Korea, but to watch them, there was no English stream. So there was this site explaining how to watch them. You have to go to, um, to this Korean site, download something. You have no clue what you're downloading. It was just like Korean letters there. Click there, click there, click there. And then you get to the streams. So, and I think it, it was, uh, like my first experience with programming. Like I see a lot of programmer do it today like going to a site don't know what they are doing and doing copy paste so and i liked it it worked so so great. what do you did with the streams why why you had to do this i watched it okay i i i, I want to watch the there was a, a league where they were playing each other okay and um it was actually it was korean tv so i had a korean tv stream and i also had the korean commercial and they were really funny like yeah Okay. Nothing cool. like I've seen before. And you had <laughs> and you had to program the, the thing or just download and compile it. Or no, what? just no, just downloading. Um, I, um, programming I started later. I think in upper in upper school I yeah. made my my first uh, web website with HTML. So and the question and is uh, why why you started programming? So you, you did a lots of Korean stuff and watched StarCraft, and I yeah. assume yeah. you also played a little bit StarCraft. So now the question is, yeah. how, how you got the idea to program or do something different than playing startup and watching streams? Yeah, it, it, it was actually, it was my my um, second um, guess, second opinion, because first, um, like in upper school, you have to decide where you're going. And I'm from Switzerland, so I decided I want to work at the bank. The problem is, uh, in Switzerland, there are four main languages, mm -hmm. like uh, Italian, German, French, and Rätoromanisch. Romanisch is some kind of Italian mixed with German. And yeah, I was too bad. My uh, natural language skills are really, really bad. So in Switzerland, uh, six is the best mark and one is the lowest mark. And I always get really bad marks like twos and threes in French. And the banks told me there is no way you can work at our bank. <laughs> and so, <Okay>. uh, yeah, <laughs> so I uh, had to... What should I do now? And then I had a meeting with my class teacher and with my parents. And I thought, yeah, like I thought before, I have fun with uh, computers, gaming. So why not something with uh, with computers? And I told them I want to go to the gymnasium. I think it's high school, right? Yeah. To the gymnasium with focus on computer science. And the teacher, the class teacher was also my French teacher. And that wasn't the, yeah, the best because he told my parents, yeah. He can try it, but maybe you have a plan B if it doesn't work out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can remember my, my dad got really angry and he told him, no, he tries it. And uh, yeah, I I heard my dad and I tried it and I managed to go to this uh, high school with focus on computer science. And they there I have this uh, Visual Basic for Excel course, I mm -hmm. can remember. Mm -hmm. And there I write my first Hello World. And yeah, I think then it all started. I, I really liked it. I liked the fact that um, you create something out of nothing. Before, if you try something and it didn't work out, you broke something normally. And you have to buy something again or do something again. But with programming, you can try it again, again, again. Also, it, it is reproducible. So I can change something and I know this change um, is responsible for the new behavior. And yeah, then I starting 
exploring the world of <laughs> of everything related to computers. And I can remember in, in high school, I made a presentation about how to hack a game. And in this presentation, I, I um, uh, re-engineered the, the game. I took the binary, um, converted it to hex code, searched for the jump if something is equals to. And I didn't know where the right jump um, was, so I changed every jump I found. And finally, I found the jump where it um, compares with your key, your license key, and I could play the game without um, without buying it. Yeah, so this this was really fun. And I made this presentation at the, the high school. And then you went yeah. to jail, right? No, um, the, teacher, <laughs> okay. the, the teacher, the teacher said uh, it's okay, but uh, don't do it again. <laughs> oh, um, what's uh, the question is? Uh, is you started in the, the the other school, the gymnasium or high school, with uh, yeah. focus on computers? You liked that from the beginning, or was it boring? Yeah, I liked. I, I really no, I liked it because first I was really skeptical because yeah. I like gaming, but I didn't like doing stuff. If I'm honest, I was really lazy. So mm -hmm. everything related to work, I didn't like. But I really liked programming from the start. It had a little turn. Like I have an internship at the high school mm -hmm. at uh, Kindleman. It's a company who's doing um, big pipes, steel pipes. And there I was introduced to ABAP, SAP. Mm -hmm. And it was a really hard time because uh, before um, Visual Basic, I really liked. Now with ABAP, I, sometimes I searched two to one days, just one field. Every table was let, has four letters. Mm -hmm. And I was in project to migrating from the old forms. I can't remember the names to smart forms. Mm -hmm. And we have to do this in ABAP. And they told me, yeah, now um, in, in SAP, you have uh, this value and you have to put it on the printout. And then I was searching for two days and I was so sure at this time, I will never be a programmer. I couldn't do this all day long. So it was a little step back, but uh, it was also fun because uh, I could use uh, at the internship, I can use my visual basic skills. I mm -hmm. can remember when there was the, the boss of my boss from Germany was coming to Switzerland and he had uh, a, a lot, a bunch of Excel files. Mm -hmm. And in these Excel files, there were like columns with, I can't remember, A, B, and I have to merge them. And normally they think, yeah, you have to, to do it as an internship and you have to do it manually. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remembered my, my Excel course. And so I did automate it, showed it to my boss. And he was really happy and really impressed. But then he told me, oh, you have to, to make a presentation and show it to my boss. But let the visual mode on. Do you remember? You, there is a visual mode. Like if you're doing something in Visual Basic, you can say, I want to see the changes in Excel mm -hmm. or I don't want to see it. And if mm -hmm. you don't uh, see it, it's a lot faster. But he mm -hmm. told me, you have to do it with the visual mode on. Because it's really impress impressive, like like in Matrix, they are popping up Excel files. And so I make the presentation and mm -hmm. the boss of the boss was also really impressed. So this was fun again. Yeah, But there I, I was pretty sure I won't do uh, programming for a living be because I thought like the, the job, this um, Visual Basic is more like playing and not mm -hmm. a real job. Mm -hmm. And ABAP programming is more like the real job. So I was, no, I can't do this every day. So what it means to the listeners, if someone has you know, great other projects or you are the right person you know, to cover it, right? No, no. <laughs> actually, actually, actually I, I never wrote it into my CV. Never. Because I was so sure I never would work again for SAP. Mm -hmm. And um, later I was working at the consultant. I mm -hmm. told nobody, nobody, because I was really afraid. They tell me, oh, just for one week or something, we have small change in ABAP and I, I didn't want to do it. So I told nobody. You are the first. <laughs> so yeah, the similar to me. So uh, I did JavaScript at the beginning. I also liked that JavaScript. But back then, if you Not admitted really? you know you know JavaScript, you were burned. So this is what, even worse, you know. Then this is like you said with Visual Basic. So uh, in um, when was it? <laughs> 1995, 1996. If you admitted you know JavaScript, you were like no strange programmer who uh, doesn't get anything done. So he uh, uh, has to know to learn. JavaScript. So uh, I never said Some, I, I know JavaScript. Right. And now, okay, now it's okay to know JavaScript. So I outed myself after 20 years. <laughs> now you're pretty in. I, I don't think the, the time is coming where ABAP is in. Yeah, I wait <laughs> so, a second. So there will be ABAP.js, you know, or, or, or 
Abula, like Angular. Abula. Abula. The perfect, the perfect combination, Angular yeah. and Abba. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would go back to, I, I want a project like this. No, <laughs> never. This would be nice, you know, having an Angular project with just four letters. This would be, you no know, the, uh, and the dependency injection. This but, would be the best, I think. Um, <laughs> this would be, this would be really great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so you did the internship and this is like, uh, you get, you got money for this. You had to do this. So why you did the internship? Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I have to do it and I get money for it. And, um, yeah, it was at the, at the end of, um, the high school. Mm -hmm. And then I was, um, like I told you, pretty sure I won't do it for a living. So I started the, the bachelor with, um, economics and computer science. It was like 80%, um, computer science and 20% economics. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was the time where, um, Java 1.5 came out. Oh, 2005. And, uh, no, no, uh, wait, wait a moment. Or uh, generics were introduced when? 2000. Oh, maybe my, my teacher were really slow, but of course they, they, they talked about, about this, this new thing, generics. Yeah. And I was just, it was my first contact with Java, so I didn't know what they were talking about, but they said it's a really huge thing. I think JDK 1.6, right? JDK 1.6 were generics. And, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, this is, uh, I, but this is still 2005, I, 2006. When was it? When do you yeah, think? I, it was about this time. I yeah. think I started to, uh, with my bachelor in 2006. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, now, now it uh, matches again. So, and yeah, for me, it was like, yeah, what's, what's the point? Because it was everything new for me and mm -hmm. it was first contact with Java and I really liked it. What I didn't like was we, we were allowed to do the Sun certified programmer. Ah, this was hard. And yeah. This was really hard. And the generics part, I was like, okay, this stacked expression of generics extends super uh, question yeah. mark object. And I was, what, what is it all about? And then it was A, B, C, D and D was, it doesn't compile. And I was thinking really hard, what, what, what is the output? And the right mm -hmm. answer was it didn't compile because the semicolon is missing. And I was what for yeah, what I am yeah. doing this. It's so pointless. <laughs> I did one of yeah, the so first programmer certifications and the problem was back then you didn't even knew you know how many of the ABCDs of the multiple choices are actually right. So uh and also, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then no one could pass that. And I tried it the first time and it also failed. And the cool story is I, I knew of a trainer at Sun Microsystems who actually uh teach the courses. And he tried yeah. 15 times and failed, <laughs> failed every time. <laughs> Was not able to pass. I said, like, okay, this is, yeah, you have to give up. I have to, this is impossible. And, and he taught the courses, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, once a week or something like this. And, uh, yeah, but it was really pointless. <laughs> yeah. No, I learned a lot because the first time I failed, I, uh, and I really wanted to pass. And uh, so yeah. I learned a lot, and uh, then I, then I learned about uh, lots of corner cases in Java, which helped me a little bit. So yeah. um, so it was actually not not a waste of time. No, no, it wasn't a waste of time. So you I are just, certified programmer right now. No, the the problem was <laughs> you have to pay a, a small amount of money to make yeah. the real test. Yeah, and like I told you before, I was really lazy, so and I didn't get the point of the certificate, so I just made the course made the test for for my mark to get my mark ah. but i didn't make the real one because then i have to go outside in another building and uh, at another time and <laughs> it I was, was cold outside so, right so <laughs> yeah exactly switzerland is not cold outside and i was really lazy so yeah i skipped i skipped it okay so, uh, looking I'm... back not the best decision <laughs> where was it was it in zurich i think the course was in zurich the my uh my school was in st gallen in the okay, east cool. of switzerland uh -huh. yeah it's on Garland, yeah. it's on near Germany. So if I go by train, yeah, it's really near. So uh -huh. yeah, cool. And uh, it's really near to Munich. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, so you, so you know, so you knew back then Visual Basic, then ABAP, and then you started with Java. Nothing between. Um, there was a actually I started learning programming, real programming in my bachelor. Okay. So we learned a lot of different languages like uh, Lisp, Ada, but just small courses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember uh, there, there was um, also ActionScript free with yeah. Flash was mm -hmm. really big back then. And I really liked it because for me as a beginner, I have a, a object I could see and I could put the, the methods and function directly on the object. Mm -hmm. And I thought it's, it's really good explaining. And I played a lot with Flash and ActionScript. 
And I made a small jump and run game, but with just one level and three enemies, something mm -hmm. like this. And I also connected my Nintendo Wii mode uh, controller, the one with um, infrared. Mm -hmm. There was a library to connect them with ActionScript, and I implemented Space Invaders, which I can control with the infrared control of Nintendo cool. Wii. So mm -hmm. Flash was really fun, but uh, I really like Java as well. The, the other languages like Lisp, where I, I, I didn't get it again, because so if, if it didn't work, you just add some um, some brackets at the end of the line, and if you add enough, then it, it's working again. Yeah, this is very similar to Objective-C as well, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I tried Hello World with Objective-C, and I was, oh my god, no, <laughs> just Hello World and then never again. <laughs> what struck me that you actually understand flash so i, t I started I, I tried several yeah. times to learn flash and for me what was hard to understand so there was the timeline what i remember and there were some some yeah. frames with like specific keyframe keyframe and i could only hack yeah. stuff on the keyframes so i could only add yeah. code at the keyframes and i and i say where where is the code i would like to see the entire code <laughs> base and, and only have to hack in the keyframes and i always forgot what's inside the keyframes so for me it was terrible so if someone mentioned you no know, yeah, can I, you do something for us in in flash and i say oh my god not flash just do you know whatever applets <laughs> or whatever but please don't flash <laughs> everybody hated flash but i really liked it because i think because i i didn't have this programming background and so I really saw this object. Everybody was talking about object relation. Um, uh, and so, so I saw the objects and I could put the uh, the implementation directly on the objects. So for me, it was really intuitive. Yeah. Cool. Very good. So now yeah. um, now we are in Java space. So, and you like Java. So because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I like Java, but um, then it was a bumper again. At the end of the bachelor, <laughs> um, we had a course. And developer, Sun certified J developer. <laughs> you know yeah, that? It was the first. It was the the first bumper. <laughs> but the the next one was when when we had a course about J two E. Oh, and I I exactly remember sitting in the course, and I didn't get nothing really. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there watching the teacher. He was telling about interfaces, remote, local, and then always explaining you have to do exactly the same in XML. And then mm -hmm. transactions were pretty new for me, and it was too much. And I was sitting there, and I was pretty sure I will never do some <laughs> enterprise Java. That's, was, that's too hard for me. I don't get it. <laughs> the same level as Abba, so, you yeah. said. You know, there's the same crazy guys from Abba yeah. now reinvented XML. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's too complicated. I, uh -huh. I don't do it. I, I keep with my playing stuff with Flash and uh, Visual Basic. So, uh, yeah. so I was pretty sure I never would do uh, J2E. Mm -hmm. But um, later... When I start working, uh, between I did my master, but uh, when I start working, I was which introduced. Top, which topic? I'm curious. What you did as your master topic? If ah uh, my my bachelor thesis was about um, it was a, a game about cool. sustainable economics. You, um, it was a, for a customer. He paid the school that we are doing it. So you can say I, 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 I take wood from from the. Uh, yeah, I, I burn with with oil, and then it get high CH two and pollution, and that that's bad. So it was kind of game for sustainable economics. Okay, and it was in in JSF, and I can remember we were really short on time, and th there was a requirement that we have to save the whole game, mm -hmm. and it was really late, and we have to do it. So I was thinking about we we already have a Postgres yeah, DB. And then we had this board. I think the class was called board. And everything, every object was connected to the board. So I serialized the board, make a blob and put it in the database. Yeah. And to restore it, I put it out the database. So it was really easy to do, but not the prettiest way. No, this is what yeah. I suspected. But, yeah, you serialized the, the yeah. whole thing. So, so this is what I said, you will do this. Yeah. So um, I always write here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I had no time, so I had to do it this way. Yeah, and in my, my first uh, e-commerce was... uh, project, commercial project was around, I would say, 1998. We built a e-commerce yeah. platform, and with yeah. Java Beans, not with Enterprise Java Beans, and uh, we built kind of JSP servlet MVC application, and you could configure the entire thing with Java Beans, but they were serialized on disk. And we built actually even a swing tool where you could load the Java beans, configure them, and and uh, store them again. So um, and it worked actually pretty well. So it was the simplest possible solution, like OR 
mapping, object relational mapping without mapping. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly the same. Yeah. So it was the simplest solution. Yeah, it, so it, it works it, yeah. is perfect. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. Every Everyone was happy. The, the boot up time was not that bad to deserialize. It was pretty fast. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, sub sub second. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, my master thesis, it it was a little bit special. So uh, I made my bachelor in Winterthur, mm -hmm. and uh, at the end of the bachelor, you have to decide. Like like I told you, I had economics and computer science, and at the end, you have three main topics like operations engineering, development, or economics. Mm -hmm. And I really loved programming, so I made development. But there was another school in Rapperswil. You are sometimes there. And yeah, Rapperswil is beautiful. This is a perfect <laughs> school, perfect school for lazy students, I would say. Right? Yeah. So, so it was that, that's directly the on the shore of the Zurich Sea. It is really a beautiful place. It's, I, I, it's impossible to study there, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I think that's the reason Rapperswil is really well known for programmer. There's uh, all the the programmer guys from Switzerland are going to study in Rapperswil. So oh. maybe there is a connection between lazy and <laughs> and programmers. But um, there was uh, Peter Sommerlat. He's really well known in the C++ community. Mm -hmm. And he was my advisor. And he was really hard. He was really hard. I learned a lot. But uh, I did um, some projects with um, Eclipse plugins. I have to write uh, a lint for C++ and also with quick fixes. Wow. And yeah, and he introduced me, the really cool part was he introduced me in Jenkins back then. I never heard before about uh, Jenkins. And also uh, in in doing all the stuff automated on a server. And mm -hmm. it was really a game changer for me because uh, before I, I did everything on my computer and there was no release or something like this. And I, I really learned a lot. But the problem was it was really hard. And so midway through my um, master thesis, he told me, yeah, Rob, if you invest a lot of time, you maybe get a four. And four is like you pass, you nearly pass. And I was, no, that's, uh, so that's not an option for me. So I went back to, to Winterthur and made my master thesis there. Mm -hmm. But with the knowledge from Rapperswil, and uh, I made again something with sustainability, like a simulation with um, carbon dioxide. How would the world react with less or more carbon dioxide? Like the poles are getting iced up with less. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun as well. But how you can simulate that? I mean, where you get the data? So yeah. you need some formulas so you can... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, the, there were some formulas. If um, the level was this high and the the field, the, there was this, this raster and uh, you have a field bit near to you. And if this field is already without snow, mm -hmm. so it's easier to, to melt. If there is still snow, it's harder to melt, okay. and uh, we have to implement this this function in in the tool. And we get, we get a lot of information from other university who did uh, this um, th these calculations for themselves, like math students or something like this. And I just did the uh, the simulation, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you got probably satellite data or something like this, yeah, to compute the areas or something, or. The, um, back then, yeah, for the, the, the color of the, the surface was really important. Yeah. And so we need the, the satellite data for, for the color of the surface. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what you got? Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you got uh, which mark did you get there? So you get uh, what, first I, one is the, the best one. It's no, six. You got six? No, six. six is, no, I get, uh, I think, 5.5 or five. Yeah. I was actually the. Um, I was really bad at school, at primary school and upper school, and I had my best marks at the at the bachelor. Uh -huh. So, yeah, it was funny because all these natural languages before yeah. um, made uh, made me hate school. And uh, in the bachelor, with uh, doing all this programming stuff, it was really fun. And so, yeah, there I get the better marks. Yeah. But uh, four is not as bad, right? If 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 six is the best, four is six is the best, and four is past. 3.5 is not passed. You have oh, to okay. do it again. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's not that good. <laughs> and you meet uh, and you met the uh hard guy from from uh Rapperswil again? Rapperswil again? No, I never met him again. It okay. was he was really hard. I I learned really a lot, but I I remember I I made the switch and I knew he was really hard. Like I did with one guy of Rapperswil together. Um 
uh, as paper, I think. And we he, he gave us the mark like 4.5, which was not that good. And we asked him why. And he told us, yeah, yeah, I, I know. If you do, if you give the same paper to any other teacher here, you would get at least 5.5, but you are uh, students of mine, so you get 4.5. And I was okay. stupid. I mean, well, what's, what, what's, what, I mean. Okay, yeah, he so. told, uh, we asked him what, what are the reasons, and he told, yeah, like, um, your uh, citing the sources was bad, and, uh, yeah, okay. your formatting and stuff like this. So it was just to, yeah, to show I'm I'm the boss, <laughs> but I learned I learned a lot. I would do it. I would do it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So uh, yeah. Okay. So now, so you created a game, and what you did after university? Yeah, I started working at uh, Adesso, a big um, consulting company, mm -hmm. and uh, I can remember my first project was. Um, GWT, Spring, Hibernate, all on WebLogic. Oh, GWT. Um, this is the, uh, uh, yeah. GWT is the exactly. same level as ABAP, right? <laughs> yeah, but first I was I so I I it, it was really funny because I had no clue about all these technologies. Yeah, because I was directly from my master, and I asked them what's GWT, and they told me, oh, that's really cool. You don't have to write JavaScript; you just write Java." Mm -hmm. And I was, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." I started uh, writing GWT, and then I really fast getting in this callback hell because I was like, yeah, of course I can write Java, but I still have this async stuff from JavaScript and I still have to care about this. With mm -hmm. Vadin, it, it, it's getting better, but I have to do GWT. Mm -hmm. And I was, that, that's, that doesn't solve the problem for me because learning a new syntax, it's easy, but learning the uh, how it works is hard. So mm -hmm. I didn't see the point. Also, the customer told us, uh, you have to update some components yeah. and to change the components in GWT was like hell. And yeah. the generated code, I, 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 I was, yeah, that was. Uh, you remember the, the you remember the hosted mode in GWT where uh, you had mm -hmm. kind of preview, but it was very, very slow. So whatever you did with GWT yeah, was very yeah. slow. And uh, yeah, the and output was terrible. So I looked at the HTML and this was like div of divs with divs inside. Uh, it's, what what, what <laughs> yeah. happens here? And the funny story I get <laughs> from at, uh, the Airhex Munich, sometimes uh, JavaScript workshops, and I, I sometimes I say GWT was like technology from hell. And I would say so two, three years ago, there are still people who like that. It's like, hey, it's not true. And it's, I'm very productive with it. But so I would say the last two years, and every, everyone says, yeah, you are absolutely right. So this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> So this was GWT Spring and what else? GWT Spring and what was in the project? Spring Hibernate and all on WebLogic. So ah, um, on WebLogic Spring, then I this asked, is also interesting. Yeah, always, but I don't know. But all all our um, customers had this setup. They were huh? using Spring and Hibernate on different kind of app servers. Hey, and uh, you know, by the way, I, do you I know uh, about Project Pitchfork? No. What you have to search that? it. So Project Pitchfork, okay. <laughs> the the, uh, the Spring guys created EJB container for WebLogic, and they got uh, they got money from uh, from BA, and 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 I say okay, I, I found this by accident. It's like that's actually interesting because uh, I um I that was uh, ten years ago. I asked you know why Spring does not implement an EJB container. I mean this is very simple for them, and we would have the same annotations and problem solved, right? Whether I call it Spring or something else, no one cares. I say, no, no, this yeah. is uh, outside of uh, whatever. And then I took a look, and it turned out they built, actually, an EGB container for WebLogic. So the technology technology was already out there. So do, do some research and look it up. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. I will look it up. That, 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 that's really funny. Because then me, you run, you know, was... WebLogic Spring in uh, EGB container written in Spring and with uh, Spring <laughs> on top of the EGB container, which is, uh, which is really, really fun. And of course, of course, I pack it in Docker and in Kubernetes and OpenShift and Istio. So yeah, no, uh, <laughs> back then was no Docker, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but now I can do it. Yeah, I yeah, think sure. one time you told me that that WebLogic was really big at my customers in Switzerland. And I think you told me that that's really a Swiss thing. You said that outside of Switzerland, most people were using WebSphere at this time. I can remember this, and I didn't get it why the Swiss companies are using WebLogic, but yeah, there were, was, uh, Germany as well, there was a view, but uh, in, in Switzerland, oh, really? there was a lots of WebLogic. And uh, yeah. yeah, 
But WebLogic was great. I was actually WebLogic. How uh, to? What? I have it here. A, a WebLogic technical director, and uh, what it meant Ooh. was like. Uh, I actually don't know what it meant. I got uh, like uh, uh, um, a sign from WebLogic that I'm a director, but I never worked for WebLogic. But I got access to engineering, <laughs> and I could uh, answer uh, questions for my clients are easier. And what I what I really like about WebLogic until version eight, it was very fast and small server, very easy to install. And then after nine, ten, and whatever, it would be it got bigger and bigger. And then I tried to avoid that. But until version eight, it was like Open Liberty right now, I would say, comparable. So it was really great technology with nice monitoring capabilities and nice automations. So the server was actually perfect. And it was sometimes misused, as you said. You know, there were lots of frameworks running on it. I never got the idea because. Uh, if you run it uh, just as it was supposed to be with no uh, thin uh, Java E on it, uh, it was incredibly fast. Yeah, and, and uh, at this time, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it with the spring on top of WebLogic. And I asked the guys, what's this spring thing? And they told me, yeah, do you know J2E? And I was, oh, yes. So I don't want <laughs> This is this spring. thing from the and school, they... right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't want to learn it. And they, no, no, no. Spring is really cool. It's really easy and simple. And I loved it. The implementing in Spring was great compared to what I've learned in school with J2E. But um, I was a junior at uh, this consulting company. So I was, at the beginning, I was a lot uh, internal. And I had to do a lot of the maintenance uh, projects. And then I I get the point what's bad about Spring and Hibernate. The maintenance project were really, really bad because they were really, really old. The customer never had money to update them. And so if I have to fix something, I, no kidding, I think I was more than half the time upgrading the libraries, like updating Spring, then updating Hibernate, updating all the common utilities, the POM file was like 100 lines of code with dozens of dependencies, every common tool they found. And it was really hard. So because I had to do the maintenance project, I learned that Spring is not that much uh, fun. Also, I can remember um, there was one library who, who used a different uh, version of AntLR. Then mm -hmm. it was installed on WebLogic. And therefore, I had to um, package my var file in an ear file just to add the WebLogic application XML to tell WebLogic to use the AntLR file from the libraries and not from the application server. So yeah, it, it was really bad. All these libraries and I I started hating all this stuff again. <laughs> yeah, but and when was it? When was it? You know, remember that? I, I Yeah, 2011, 2012, okay. 2012. And, so, and, yeah, and why 2000... you had to replace the libraries? So if this was maintenance mode, you could just you know, change the code. Why you upgraded the libraries? Yeah, sometimes um, they, they had new requirements. Uh -huh. And I was, like every programmer, going Googling. And uh, the answer was, yeah, you can use Spring and use this function. And uh -huh. I tried to use this function, but it wasn't available in this version of Spring. And I said, yeah, I, I have Maven, so it's pretty simple. I just put another version there and it works. That was the plan. So, but then, yeah, Hibernate stopped working. And so I have to upgrade all the version to ah. just implement this new feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was the, the reason. What's also but strange that you I used Hi that... Hibernate because uh, WebLogic had a decent uh, OR mapper out of the box back then. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But every project there we had was this setup. I, so I don't so, know so why, you but... use nothing from WebLogic, actually, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're laughing, but it, it was the case. It really was the case. But I didn't get it. I thought that's totally normal. We had a lot of projects. They were in production. Uh -huh. I was coming from school, and I was thinking, yeah, it's in production. This have to be bulletproof and tested. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, that that's the way to go. But uh, then, yeah, I, I thought about there have to be something more easy. And I, I remember a, a co-worker of mine um, took me to HSL where you have a presentation about uh, uh, Java E. Mm -hmm. And I, I was looking and I was, okay, that's not J2E, what I've learned in school. That's something else. And then I come back to my projects. And when I have to change something, I started to deleting dependencies. Like before, I, I was too afraid to change something or delete something well hsr what is what is hsr hsr is the hochschule for or 
Raposvilia. Ah, so you met me there, or what was it? What was the? Yeah, I I I met you there. Co coworker of mine said, "Yeah, you have to watch this guy. He's really pragmatic." Okay. And I was yeah. What? Let, let's it was 2012. Uh, something around that. Yeah. Oh, long I time. Interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So okay. there, uh, and then I started deleting stuff, and um, I I could speed up the uh, maintenance work a lot because I could delete so many of these common libraries, like uh, deleting Guava, Guava. GWT and uh, I delete them, try to compile it, and the only they only use one function of this library mm -hmm. and another function of the other library, and so it was pretty simple to delete all these libraries and mm -hmm. a lot less work than upgrading all the libraries that they work together again. Yeah. And how faster you got the whole thing? So uh, how your deletion process improved? You know the startup. Uh, it's hard to say in numbers, but. Yeah. The, the the fact that um, I get a lot of maintenance projects, <laughs> they come to me and say, ah, you, you have time now, you can do another one and another one. So I think uh, I speed it up a lot <laughs> because I get a lot of uh, more of these maintenance projects. But I, I, I can't remember uh, real numbers back then. Okay. But uh, also it was really hard because like uh, the, the customer sometimes didn't change anything for years. So like they come back two years later and say you have to change something so it's hard to compare mm -hmm. yeah the, uh, another funny fact about that uh, they didn't change a lot so i had one customer who mm -hmm. uh, i was responsible for one application i was actually i was for more than one application but this uh, application in, in particular and i didn't change this application for i don't know over a year perhaps two years and he was calling me and say we have to escalate it. The application is no more working. And I was, oh, I didn't change anything. What, what's happening now? And he told me, yeah, yeah, we have to fix it really fast. Uh, I get access to, to the log files and could uh, have a look at the, uh, the log files. And it, they didn't make any sense. And at the end, it was like uh, they were running a lot of application on the same app server. And these applications were maintained by different consulting companies. And one consulting company thought it would be a nice idea to change the JVM time zone. And they changed the JVM time zone. And some application didn't work anymore, especially mine, because it, uh, yeah, the, the times weren't working anymore. And this was the time where I, <laughs> I was really curious, but what is the benefit of this whole cluster? We had a WebLogic cluster and I, I went to my customer and uh, went to the application, um, guy and he uh, showed me how to restart the cluster and with a lot of scripts and a lot of cleanup yeah. he always has to clean up stuff and uh, i was what's the point of all that he has so much work to load balance and uh, cluster these these uh, application server but then one small application can change something really small and everything else is crashing mm -hmm. so i i didn't get get it back then yeah, now I know just deploy one WAR file at one application server. But back then, yeah, I think back then the, the money for RAM shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, it was. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so funny you, you're saying this because usually I don't get any feedback. So if I know, sometimes I, I thought I'm the lonely, crazy guy who deletes everything and everyone is happy just adding dependencies. And uh, you did similar experiences as as I did, and actually I'm, yeah. And uh, over time, I know right now I'm pretty sure it's the right way to go. But uh, you know, this 2012 was not so sure because uh, if you went to conferences, the first thing what they did they they added a new dependency. You know, <laughs> at the beginning of the of the talk, <laughs> I was okay. I don't get it. So why? And and it's really also hard to keep up. You know, because you get more and more dependencies, and you have to understand more and more stuff around your project and this is actually impossible to keep up over time yeah and i, I think the i i get the point when i have a lot of these maintenance projects where nothing was changing for years and then you have to change something and then you you, you had a lot of maintenance work for nothing mm -hmm. so i have to explain my customer to add one field i i had three three days to implement a new field and he was like, why do you need three days? I just want to have a new field. And then you have to explain him all this maintenance work. 
And uh, I think that that's the point where I get that all these dependencies are really fun if you have a greenfield project. If you start with a new project, you can add all these dependencies. Everything is working like a charm, so no problem. And yeah, as a consultant, I go away, go to the next project, and I don't care anymore. But uh, somebody has to do the maintenance work. So and the, this poor person recognized that the, all these dependencies are not this great anymore. Yeah. I think that's that's the point. Okay. Yeah. What what was then your next project? So this this was done with GWT. What you did it then? So you stick with maintenance? Yeah, I um, a lot of maintenance uh, projects, but uh, one bigger project was uh, Eclipse RPC. So oh. they were migrating from Swing. Yeah. First. Oh, oh, yeah. This Actually, is the the, the, the next. <laughs> the, so the, you yeah. did everything right. You know, you started with ABAP, then GWT, <laughs> and now Eclipse RCP with OSGI. So this is yeah. And you like you like the, the RCP OSGI experience at the beginning, like with everything else. Yeah, I really liked it because I I I didn't like Swing, so I really liked RPC. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get all the this this work to do with OSGI. Why do I have to put always the same packages in in this manifest and in the packet in the the POM XML? I didn't get the point. And if it wasn't running properly, you have a lot of problems. And what nobody was doing is starting these modules um, by themselves. They always start all together. So mm -hmm. I didn't get the point of doing all this modularization without benefit. But at the beginning, this first project, it was really fun. Also, um, actually, it was really fun because of one other consultant, Mark. He was really smart, really bright guy. He was, do you know Mensa? Mensa is a, a club for really intelligent people. No. You have to do a test to get in this club, an IQ test. Oh. And he was the leader of, of this. Yeah, he was the leader of this uh, of this club. And it was really fun working with him because he, he thought totally different than me. I always search for really simple solution. If if I don't get it in one or two hours, I move away and search for a simple solution. But he was really crazy. He had to do a, a loading screen and there was like uh, some rectangles and they were spinning. And if uh, the customer is coming to me and said, you have to do this loading screen, I would make uh, a GIF for PNG and then start rotating it. But mm -hmm. he thought, oh, it would be really cool to draw all these rectangles. And they were pointing to the center of the circle, like the the inside of the rectangle was smaller than the outside. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, he calculated all this stuff with trigonometry and all, all, <laughs> yeah, all this work. <laughs> and then he showed it to me and said, look, really cool really cool and i said yeah maybe but i don't get it and then he we had a lot of this discussion then he tried to explain it to me and i said no i don't want to understand it i think it's too complicated <laughs> and he always tried to no no it's really simple rob you're a smart guy as well and uh, look it's really simple i do it here this calculation with the radius here and then it's pointing to the center and i was no i don't so, want so I don't your want clients your clients had to it. buy then eGPUs, you know to uh, just for the rectangles i think yeah, yeah just <laughs> for the calculation of the loading screen <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the point of the loading screen. And yeah, for, for this use case, it was not that big of a deal because it was really encapsulated. Mm -hmm. But also one day he came to me and said, oh, I, I found a new structure. He called it map map. It was a multidimensional map where he could put <laughs> a, a lot of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was really proud of it. Like he told me, yeah, you can put a lot of things in it, all the the the, the, the objects. Like if you have four power, four objects... Then you can say, give me all the combination if you give one, two, or three objects. And then he made a subset of the other objects and give it back. And he said, it's really cool. So we can use this uh, map map everywhere. And I was, yeah, <laughs> but I don't get it. It's really hard to understand. Mm -hmm. Why don't you make just a new object with methods I understand? Because I didn't understand the methods he was doing. And he always tried again to explain me. No, it's really easy. Look, it's so and so. And we can use it everywhere. We don't have to create any more objects. And I was, yeah, but I really like my objects because I understand <laughs> them. They are really simple to read. Yeah, so that, this was crazy. But I, uh, yeah. Eclipse was the guy actually smart. funny or was it just smart? So, I, I mean, if you work with he, him, he was, was it fun with working he was, with him? Uh, yeah. He, it was really fun working with him because he was like this. Uh, strange professor from the movies like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it was fun um he like i told you he was really smart but he was 
really not interested in the business at all. I remember <laughs> yeah. the meetings with the customer. Mm -hmm. He was sitting there and like 10 seconds later, he was starting programming or doing something else. And mm -hmm. he always did the, the wrong stuff, but really cool technical solutions. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of such a guys in my projects, actually. So uh, I don't know how really? smart they were, but they always did something different than what they should. So this was, uh, yeah. yeah. See this? Okay. Yeah, so. So, and with Eclipse <laughs> so RCP, with Eclipse RCP. Um, Eclipse R RPC, yeah. What I did, uh, I also had to do use the technology sometimes back then. And ev <laughs> what, what struck me, everyone was really delighted about this RCP and there were consultants talking conferences and how you can replace the plugins. And, and for me in the business, I, I never got the point. Why should someone replace a plugin? So, and even worse, in some projects, we were forced by PMs to disable the plugin manager so that the end users are not able to replace the plugins. So uh, we had you know, all the pain upfront designing the plugins and nothing was ever replaced. And I actually try to keep, you know, asking why are you doing the OSGI stuff or the or the front end. And this was similar similar answers to GWT. So five years ago, I got lots of you no know, heat. Let's say, yeah, this is a, a modular architecture, and you don't get it. You're thinking monolithically, and, and now uh, it just disappeared. So and I, I met the yeah. guys uh, back then, which doing something else than OSGI. It's like, hey, what's your story with OSGI? Was it the right? And they say. I don't know. I don't do, do OSGI anymore. I do Angular right now or something else. So completely, no, no opinion. To, um, I, I, I don't care. I do something else. So, okay, this is strange. It's another day. <laughs> yeah. Another day. I don't know opinion. So. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, really, I think it was uh, probably, so the OSGI was great technology for building platforms, but absolutely wrong technology for business solutions. Because, um, I, I mean, why an end user should you know, replace a plugin unless we are shipping in you know, Adobe Photoshop or something like this. So what you usually did is boring enterprise apps, UI apps. Yeah. And, and, and hey, by the way, work. do you know the body class yeah. coding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was the, 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 never... the largest lie in the whole thing, you know. First, unidirectional dependencies, and then it didn't work. <laughs> so you had to introduce the body class loading to make it working. And no one talked about that. So this yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get the point of all this. I just was doing it because, yeah, you have to do it that it was working. But also, it never worked like... The Eclipse plugin, the most of the Eclipse plugin, you can install, but then you have to restart Eclipse. Yeah, exactly. And, was, and this was the reference. That, this was the reference implementation yeah, of the plugin. The reference <laughs> implementation. Yeah. And I was like, "Isn't this the whole point that I yeah. don't have to restart all yeah, exactly. this stuff?" And yeah. I ask, and they say, "Okay, this is not a fault from Eclipse. This is the fault from the plugin." I was like, "Yeah, but the, <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> yeah, like yeah. okay, this is the same. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, that this is cool." Fun. So um, another exciting project, which is probably not on your CV, right? Um, actually, the, this project is on my CV. I oh, think really? I only skipped up. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And GWT? Is yeah, I'm, 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 I'm proud of my, yeah, of course, I'm proud of my 30 pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. stuff. So uh, now I'm curious about what, 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 what was it, the RCP stuff what you did? So uh, is it like it, insurance? It was for the Swiss, Swiss post, like ah. um, to do the management of the people, like, uh, when do people have to work and are there a lot of people for like, okay. um, delivering the, the packages and so on. And, ah, yes, the, this project also, we had a really good project lead. Okay. And back at the time, there were like um, three releases a year. Mm -hmm. And development has to pay a lot of money for the engineering and operation guys to release a new version. And there were some government changes which changed a lot for the calculating the, the loans of the people and so on. And they weren't uh, at the point where they know exactly how this new uh, law uh, fits in. And mm -hmm. so they made an interface between SAP and our application. Mm -hmm. And so SAP started develop, developing against this uh, interface and we did. Mm -hmm. But the time was really short. And so the first time we communicate with each other was in production. And yeah, it worked great. <laughs> Not really. So we went to production and nothing was working. Mm -hmm. And the project lead um, go to um, his bosses and tell them, um, we have to release every evening because it, the, our people can't work. They can't do anything. We have to do something. And then they had to, to sign that there is no more SLA um, for the operations guy. And we are allowed to do it, but uh, it's all risk on our side. 
but the people couldn't work any anyway so uh, it was uh, a risk we we uh, liked to to risk it and then we started to releasing every evening mm-hmm. and the really funny part was the customer feedback was the best feedback of every release and that was how is this possible because the, the first release nothing was working really they couldn't i think log in and then it was finished no more login why was it the best feedback ever and then because of these three releases before the the customer could uh, create the incident and in the best case it took four months until it was solved now they create the incident on monday and perhaps it was solved solved on wednesday or friday the same week and so the feedback was really good and this was where i recognized that uh, if you release often you get better feedback from your customers and this yes. was yeah this was really cool i i i at first i didn't get it why is the feedback so good it nothing worked and the releases before were really good just some minor issues but the feedback wasn't that good so that yeah this was the same project yeah okay and afterwards so we are already probably in 2014 or something like this right yeah something like this yeah also um uh, then uh, because i had a lot of these maintenance uh, projects i started to automate a lot in in, in the company because I thought it's really hard. I had a lot of projects and I had a lot of virtual machines and I have to copy them everywhere. And uh, if I broke something, I have to be lucky that someone else has my virtual machine and has all the knowledge. And so I started to automate, like trying out Vagrant to speed up the uh, environment um, for developers and later with Ansible. And -hmm. at the moment, um, I I do every project like this. I have... uh, we create uh, uh, with Packer a base image for Vagrant, mm-hmm. and there is just Ubuntu, Git, and Ansible. Mm-hmm. And then um, I create the Ansible project with all the tools I'm using for this customer or this project. And these roads are by themselves own uh, Git repositories, like a Git repository for in- installing IntelliJ or installing NPM and also doing the, the NPM global directory that you can install with uh, minus G. And these are all um, separate Git repositories and everybody in the company could, could use it by themselves. And also the customer of mine are now using this repository as well. So then you can type in Vagrant up, give the reference to this uh, Ansible project. And then this project are spin up with all the tools you need. You can grab a coffee, come back and on your virtual machine, you have uh, the application running in the background and everything is installed. If you start IntelliJ the first time, you can enter the, the license key and you can start working right away. And so it was uh, really great for me because I had a lot of these uh, virtual machines and uh, sometimes they were really big. Like when there was a DB dump of the staging environment, the, the virtual machines were like 150 gig- gigabytes and the copying took really long. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't reproducible. Like the GWT project with the, that you can debug it. It was really freaking. So it was really hard to make it run that you can debug it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the VM were always broken and you had to copy the, the backup VM. So it was really hard. And with this setup with Ansible, it was reproducible again. Okay, cool. So and I, what kind of project are you doing right now? So right now you... I'm at, uh, yeah, I'm doing, um, I met a company, they started as, they were an engineering team, Mm -hmm. just doing engineering and operations. And they said they want to have somebody who understands DevOps and Mm -hmm. uh, is doing DevOps because they want to start doing DevOps. And I really liked this proposal because normally people were searching for DevOps engineers to like uh, doing the setup of uh, virtual machines for their development team. But... Mm -hmm. This uh, this team was searching for somebody who uh, start development, uh, start developing um, applications with them. And so I go there this uh, two years ago, and I'm there for 60% of my time since then. And we build up really cool stuff, and they were growing really fast. I think when we were there, we had the first project, and we were like five to six people. And I think at the start of next year, we are 22 people, and uh, a lot of new projects are starting. So are and you a freelancer yeah, right now or what's? Yeah, I'm a really small company, mm-hmm. confirm.ch. Mm-hmm. We are free people. And, confirm, um, you said, confirm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, confirm.ch mm-hmm. in Switzerland. And um, yeah, we we are a consulting company and we try to help the people 
I'm fixing their problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friends are actually have a background in engineering. Mm -hmm. So they help me a lot with the Ansible setup. And if a customer has problem with um, like, I have my databases outside of my OpenShift. Can you help me do this as well? I can say, yeah, we can do this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun because we, we can solve any problem. Yeah, cool. And, uh, yeah. and, and yeah. uh, are you actually hacking something or just playing with Jenkins? <laughs> Most of the time I'm playing with Jenkins, but okay. I'm also hacking. Yeah, I uh, at the moment I'm doing a project uh, by myself uh, mm -hmm. at this customer. Mm -hmm. It's um, called the CEO Recall. It's like um, if, if there is uh, something in, in products, like there are nails in your food or something like this, then... The company has to make um, uh, have to tell uh, the government that uh, this product from this time has nails in it, and you have to publish it. Oh, and I'm making a mobile so application. Switzerland yeah. is that strict? Just because there's nails in the food, you have to publish that. <laughs> yeah, they're really strict. Yeah, really boring Swiss yeah. people always. Yeah. <laughs> always no risk, strict. no fun. I would say a little bit. You know, this is like uh, oh, metal that, in the food is healthy, keeps you healthy. That's not not Swiss Europe. philosophy mentality. Yeah. No, Swiss Swiss people are really strict. No humor. So. Oh really? <laughs> no fun. Yeah, but yeah, but you had no, humor. I, I, so I know you so. from the workshop. So yeah, you have humor, right? So we had a fun time. <laughs> no, but the, the the funny thing about Swiss people, they they uh, really like if they don't have to discuss or uh, um, harmony. Uh, they really like harmony. So, okay. for example, if a Swiss person uh, is buying a train ticket and it uh, costs like three Swiss francs and you give them 10 Swiss francs and he give you six back, so one less, mm -hmm. the Swiss people don't say anything because ah. Ah, then you have to discuss with him. So, yeah, that, that's really funny. Yeah. That's this could be a business strategy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> so like a maybe money even, exchange even Swiss people as start. a service or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. Money so, multiplier. No, you have to register the domain harmonic.ch, you know. <laughs> of course. CH, of course. CH, yeah. I think it, it's even taken, but I have to look it up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So cool. Um, so, so, yeah, but, but, but I, I'm doing this app, and there, there I'm hacking, yeah. and um, it's a mobile app, and okay. uh, they, they had really low budget. Mm -hmm. So, we were thinking about how should we do it. And all this native stuff died right mm -hmm. away because uh, we have too less money. Mm -hmm. And now we did it with uh, Progressive Angular, Web right? App. And they are really happy. Actually, okay. I uh, had with my boss a presentation last evening. There was uh -huh. Christmas uh, event cool. and we could present it. Yeah. And they were really happy because we were really fast. We mm -hmm. can develop really fast. Mm -hmm. And also we, we told them that we are using no framework. I oh. use um, lit, lit, lit HTML. Cool. And the uh, backend is they have um, Red Hat license. So everything is running on EAP. Cool. And yeah, uh, straightforward uh, Jakarta E. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the I think the application by itself, it's really easy. So, so this is a straight Jakarta E with a little bit of Google Guava commons. All versions and uh, <laughs> of course, and, of course, uh, and, uh, and other and, two hundred lines. <laughs> and my favorite would be, you know, Lombok on top, just to generate some more get SSS and default constructors, right? <laughs> you know, actually, Lombok, I'm, I'm, Lombok. Yeah, I, I know it, and I, I think that's not that bad. So I think that's the the least worse of all of them. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you you have lean or code, yeah. So yeah. It's, <laughs> Yes, cool. Um, and um, I'm just curious, how big is your war? Or some, it have to be some kilobytes because I have no dependencies. Yeah, very so, cool. And uh, how fast uh, is the deployment? Yeah, uh, it's really fast, like uh, some seconds. I don't know. Yeah, cool. Five seconds, maybe. I have and, to look it up. It's it's really fast. Okay, cool. And uh, the front end, what you did, is this like lit HTML? You did some Redux or just plain lit HTML and web no, components? No, just just lich html the i i asked you uh, last week the question about the the logging from the front end to the to the back end and mm -hmm. then you told me about uh, maybe you should introduce your redux so maybe i have a look at redux mm -hmm. <laughs> to do this mm -hmm. because i have the problem of uh, how can i lock every arrow from the front end to the back end mm -hmm. and yeah 
Maybe I so, service worker. I told you service worker was first, and yeah. Redux was the solution to something else we talked. I forgot actually. But by the way, for the listeners, yeah, but... I have no idea what you built. So the first time we have a time to chat, you know what you're actually doing. I just meet you once a year at the Airhex workshops in Munich, yeah. and we had just and sometimes no... in in in, in Switzerland as well, like at Rapperswil or Zurich. I forgot about Rapperswil. I thought I met you the first time in uh, in Munich, but uh, okay. Yeah, it was it was a long time ago, and I didn't have any questions. So normally, oh, I don't remember this is, the this is your, oh, no. <laughs> if someone doesn't have any questions, this is already no. Uh, yes, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's not harmonic for from my from my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so you're Swiss as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, by the way, funny story. I was in Zurich, and yeah. Zurich there is how do you call it tech center or something. Uh, this is like oh. I forgot the name, but this is like there was a Java user group and there was uh, Sun Microsystems uh, before, and this was like tech something. And um, okay. there was a workshop or or a training, and what I remember, there were two people. One was one was from Zurich, and the other one I think was even from St. Gallen. And they either okay. they don't liked each other or they couldn't understand each other, but. I understood both. This was the funny story. So I understood the one Swiss guy, and I also understood the other guy, and I translated between them. And I have no yeah, I have no Swiss experience. So this was really funny. So they they, they couldn't understand each other. And it's like, what do you say? What do you say? Okay, he said this, and 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 this was really funny because uh, <laughs> this was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was back then the first time, you know, in Switzerland with car, and <laughs> it was also nice. I had the old car. And uh, I was before Sw uh, Zurich. I was in Vienna, and I had to drive yeah. from Vienna to to Zurich. I had no time, and so starting, I actually forgot that I was I'm in Switzerland, and I got you know full throttle the the entire uh, highway. Oof, that, and I also that's forgot expensive. that's really and, not, and I also forgot you know you have to have the vignette you know for the for the highway. Yeah. And I yeah. just wondered myself, you know, there were Porsches here and you now race Audis. I had some old Chrysler Voyager, like, and uh, it just only <laughs> and you went. You were overtaking everyone. Yeah, yeah, but I was overtaking. I, I just whatever I could because it was really late. As I think it was 180 kilometers per hour. It's impossible to go faster with the car, <laughs> and everyone is just on the right side. And I had the freeway, and I and I told them, and nothing happened, right? And uh, and then I I told them at the training, like, what's wrong with you? I mean, everyone drives is really nice. Why? Because you are afraid of my car, or what's what's the story, right? And they told me, no, you cannot drive more than 120 or something. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and, and do you have the vignette? It's like, no. Uh, they, they just go run and I won't buy one. <laughs> Otherwise, you, you end up <laughs> being in jail. So And, uh, yeah. and the, next, the, the, the next time, or this was last year, I was really, you know, uh, like, okay, I have to drive slowly. And I, in Zurich, I went, I think, One kilometer, one kilometer faster than I should. St instead of 50, I went 51 yeah. or 52, and I had yeah. to pay 30 euros. And this was, I, and I yeah. really wanted to go slow. You know, this was, I was like, okay, yeah. I, 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 I pay happily right now. You know? I cannot imagine what would happen if I would go 180. So, yeah, you, you, you didn't drive again in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least 990 Swiss francs. If oh. you are driving more than mm -hmm. 16 kilometers too fast, you have to, uh, to buy. Uh, to 90 Swiss francs at least. Okay. So, yeah, usually oh, yeah. don't doing this. This was an absolute exception at that it's, day. It was 1999. It's but it was like two, you know, 2 a.m. in the night. I was, it was like, I have to, I have to arrive. Otherwise, it won't work. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Um, so, uh, what I would say, uh, the next time we should chat more about your uh, project right now. What just interests me, uh, yeah. just the final words. Uh, What the application is doing is like a crud of of nails in food, something like this, right? So there you have like menu and you can have table probably. Yeah, it's, uh -huh. yeah, it's really easy. Like it's uh, all of my application I'm doing for customers are master detail. So you have these um, recalls in a data table. Uh -huh. Yeah, You can create them and you can display them on the website and as well on your uh -huh. progressive web app. Uh -huh. And you can filter them. Uh -huh. So yeah, that's all. And uh, you have no login, so all the filter settings are stored in the local storage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we can talk about this uh, next time. But uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. Not that interesting from this uh, point of view. 
No, it's always but, interesting. Uh, you know, the, the whole entire setup is interesting because you build something and uh, yeah. you spend how much time you spend building the, the app. And the, the first version was uh, in in on the first stage at the same day. We have um, also automate really everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can, um, I told you the thing with the Ansible setup of the virtual machine of the developer. Mm-hmm. And also you get uh, one command line like init project and you can create um, a config properties file and a directory of you and type there the name of your of you or new project and uh, a namespace of Kubernetes, uh, the project of OpenShift. And then it creates everything for you. It creates the, the first stage for you. It deploys and builds automatically all the stuff to, mm-hmm. to OpenShift. Mm-hmm. And you get a link to see the application. So um, I, I I started with this command, and I saw the first version of my application on the first day. Oh, very good. So this is competitive, I would say. Yeah. One day, the entire stack yeah, is cool. Yeah, that's really competitive. We have, we have uh, some problem like with um, the um, security, the single sign-on portal was not able for um, OpenID Connect. So we, we have to pick a little bit there. To, we split up the application, like the, the admin part is inside the, the company, not accessible from outside. And there we have the, just two people are using it. So we set up uh, Kubernetes, a uh, uh, Keycloak, um, and using Keycloak with a federation to another single sign-on portal that mm-hmm. the user can log in. And the real application is outside of the, the company who is accessible for everyone and without login. Yeah, cool. So it's so, CQRS to be password compatible. Yeah, absolutely. Reactive CQRS uh, cloud native, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sums up sums up everything for this really small application. So uh, this was uh, you attended the last workshop at Airhex. Uh, at the end, I, I thought uh, actually we covered all the buzzwords today. So without mentioning them, and uh, I, I will have to change the title because it was completely wrong, which was also funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no blockchain, no. No, but it will come. <laughs> no, no AI. <laughs> no AI. Okay, where people yeah. can find you? What's the, again the uh, URL um, of your on, company? On Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's at confirm dot ch. Yeah. yeah, and um, and soon yeah. harmonic ch is coming, right? Yeah, soon harmonic ch. That's <laughs> uh, my personal website for all the Swiss people and people outside Switzerland who try to understand Swiss people. <laughs> and uh, by the way, where are you from? And from St. Gallen or Zurich? I'm from St. Gallen, but um, most of my customers at the moment in in Bern. So ah. I travel through Switzerland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm living in St. Gallen at mm-hmm. the moment. I'm in St. Gallen. Okay. Yeah. And uh, with Twitter account, Twitter, Twitter account, Dream. Brem Robert, B-R-E-M, Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. GitHub? Yeah. Yeah, as well, but I, I think I have to clean up it first. But okay. it's uh, Robert Brem. <laughs> okay. And you will find uh, a few ABAP repositories and uh, GWT. No, no. A little bit of R- <laughs> yeah, RCP. You never find that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You never find this connection anywhere. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, have you ever tried to install yeah. Angular? Yeah, yeah. I, I Actually, I had a one-year project with Angular. Oh, like, uh, Okay, then we will discuss the next time because if we start with that right now, it will be, yeah. So let's no, focus. I, have, I had one year, one year Angular, one year React, and now I'm uh, deleted everything and doing just web components. But I have to say, React is not as bad, right? I mean, React this is very similar. Yeah, but but the the point is the um the company I'm has their own corporate design, yeah, and so I need to extract my components, and without React, it's pretty simple. Every component is communicating with um, events. Hey, Robert, we have to stop here. We have to stop here. Otherwise, yeah, it will no be problem. a three-hour show. <laughs> Do it in January uh, uh, or, or whatever. We will record another Perfect. session. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. So, thank you, Adam. Bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye.